2: Uncle Joe did it again. Maybe you heard Joe Biden go after Bernie Sanders for being weak on gun control at the debate Tuesday night.
0: 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street, and I want to tell you, if I'm elected and I'm coming for you and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to be the only one who's so- done it.
2: Yeah, right. Joe is only off by about $150 million on that one. He later corrected it, uh, and, or at least his campaign did. They said that he really meant 150000 except... He couldn't have meant that because he was talking about all the wars, and he—he uh, he he's an idiot. Anyway, the Democrats uh, like to fight over who hates the Second Amendment the most, and they like to talk about assault weapons and magazines, and uh, most of them have no idea what they're talking about. And there were probably millions of people who were dumb enough, first of all, and dumb enough in the first place to um, to watch the debate Tuesday night, and were also dumb enough to be nodding in agreement when Joe said that I don't know, about half the population has been murdered in the last 12 years. And he blames, of course, he blamed some of those murders on uh, poor Bernie Sanders. The Democrats like to pump up the hysteria about guns and, and gun control will be a big issue again, uh, no matter who gets the nomination. We're going to talk about guns today, uh, including in our second half hour, we'll have a conversation with the pastor of a black church in Cincinnati, He held a concealed carry class at the church, and 200 women showed up for it. It was for women, women only. When we come back, we'll talk to the senior editor of GunMag.com about Uncle Joe, the Democrats, what happened and is happening in Virginia. Stick around.
3: We a major problem here in Pennsylvania, very much like other addictions plaguing our communities. The threat is unregulated gambling on illegal slot machines camouflaged as skill games. They're popping up everywhere at gas pumps pizza parlors, and your local convenience store. State police describe these places as breeding grounds for loan sharking and money laundering. If you object to your community becoming a mini Las Vegas, make your voice heard. Call one 888 Report those places that are enticing our kids into gambling, disguised as entertainment. It's an activity that siphons money away from the Pennsylvania Lottery, whose proceeds go to supporting seniors in our state. Please phone now. This is serious. That number again is 1-888-472-4418.
1: Paid for by Pennsylvanians Against Illegal Gambling. Executive Board Member Peter Shelley. They blow into town
2: with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRSPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, WindowsRS... Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Sagerwald Show.
1: Enjoy!
4: She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her
3: hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats.
5: I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients,
3: microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road.
1: Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lucasevic and Cindy Lukasevic, inviting you and your pets to Dynavite.
3: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com.
1: You're
0: listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. <clears throat>
2: Well, if you made the mistake of, uh, of sitting through the Democrats debate Tuesday night, you know that Joe Biden surprised everybody by not thinking he was supposed to be in a different state. First of all, uh, he actually showed up. And of course, he did what everybody expected. He made at least one major gaffe in case you forgotten or didn't hear it a minute ago.
0: One hundred and fifty million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street, and I want to tell you, if I'm elected and I'm coming for you and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to beat you. I'm the only one who's done it.
2: Yeah, Joe's numbers were a little off. That would be about half the population of the United States being killed by guns in the last 12 years. But that was a good indication of just how insane the Democrats are when it comes to guns. They lose their minds. Uh, Dave Workman is the senior editor of the of uh, GunMag dot com. He knows all about it, and Dave joins us now. Dave, thanks for being
5: here. Well, I, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I apologize for laughing, but uh, you know my my chin still hurts where it hit the floor the other night when he said that. Right, I uh, I was uh, uh, watching it while I was working on a story, and he said that. I think, oh no, what, he didn't really say that. And uh, uh, when I when I hit the replay uh, a little bit later on, when they replayed the whole thing. I, I just I, I was astounded, just astounded. You see,
2: I I make a, an effort to to not uh, watch the debate uh, because I I just can't I can't look at them for that long a period of time. So what I try to do is well what I do is I get the highlights, get the analysis. I, I just can't sit through it, and I, I know that if if something like that happens, I'm going to hear about it because it's going to you know the uh, the uh, the media will pick up on at least the the non. MSNBC, CNN media. So, uh, but I just wonder, I don't think that the moderators corrected him. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they just let it. No, well,
5: it you know the uh, the problem with the moderators is they weren't moderating at all. I mean no. that that was a clown show the other night, and it was actually embarrassing. I think for everybody on that stage, uh, nobody tried to correct Bernie, and you know that's the that's the same silence that we heard. Last, uh, I think it was last July or August when when Beto O'Rourke right. uh, declared down in Houston, "Hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15 and your AK-47." Nobody said, "Hey, wait a minute, Beto, that's no, we're not going to do that." They just all went along with it because I think in their minds, that's what they're that's what they believe.
2: Oh, yeah, they, they would like that to happen. But uh, Joe looked into the camera and, and told the gun manufacturers that if he's elected president, he's coming after them. Got a big uh, round of applause from the idiots who were in the audience. How insane have the Democrats become when it comes to guns? I mean, you've been following this for a long time. You write about it. Um, you talk about it. Um, is it. Is it getting worse
5: as the well, years go by? You know, honestly, I, I have to say, just as a guy who covers this subject, you know, that's my beat. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the party has drifted uh, not just to the left, but they've drifted into the twilight zone uh, when it comes to guns. Uh, it's not a, a gun control movement anymore. It's a gun prohibition movement. Every... One of those candidates, men, women, you pick one, they've all had some kind of an agenda that includes a ban of some sort, a ban on magazines, a ban on so-called assault weapons. Uh, it's it's really a, a kind of a a, a a pattern with these guys. They they reach for whatever they think they can get. They fall back, to take what they can get. The next time around, they reach for a little bit more and then fall back to what they think they can get. Uh, I think with the ultimate... Uh, goal of maybe erasing the Second Amendment, and you know, being a journalist, I got to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, there's there's a Bill of Rights here. I live by the First Amendment. I I live by the Second Amendment. I certainly believe in the Fourth and Fifth and Sixth Amendments. You know, where are we going with this? But nobody will ever say where they want to go. It's just, oh, well, it's common sense. Well, uh, no, I'm sorry, that's not common sense at all. Do you think that?
2: I mean, uh, the media, most of whom are uh, not, uh, are anti Second Amendment, do you think they understand, and for that matter, people like Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and all the other clowns that were up on that stage, do they understand that the Second Amendment was intended for when people like Bernie Sanders uh, and Joe Biden, for that matter, now start being taken seriously and, and get close to becoming president? I mean, do, well, they th- do you think they even grasp that?
5: I don't know if they grasp it uh they certainly uh overlook it they they want to ignore it uh maybe some of them actually believe that's a good idea I I, I can't speak for my colleagues in the media but uh I can say this I've been a number uh, in fact way too many uh, people in my business you know our business journalism who really don't know anything about firearms and yet they want to they think it's a good idea to to have more controls over who owns guns and and the kind of guns you can own, and, and they don't really know anything about firearms. So uh, this, this whole thing really does, uh, when you get right down to it, it does bother me a lot. Uh, but for Joe Biden to get up there and claim that 150 million Americans have been killed uh, by guns, and, and he ought to know better than that too. Uh, since 2007 was just uh, insane. I, I can't pick another word for it, and. Uh, I know his his uh, campaign scrambled real fast to say, oh, he meant to say one hundred and fifty thousand. But I ran some numbers, and, and uh, you can read about that at the the story I did at Liberty Park Press yesterday. I ran the numbers, and and the actual numbers of people murdered uh, since two thousand seven doesn't come close to one hundred and fifty thousand.
2: Well, the thing about it, and, and we're, we're talking to Dave Workman, senior editor of the uh, of GunMag dot com. Um, The thing about it is, they his campaign. I don't think Joe said anything about it, but his campaign said what he meant to say was one hundred and fifty thousand. The only problem with that is Joe went on to say that the number that he gave, the hundred and fifty million, was more than all the wars uh, combined, including Vietnam. I'm sorry, but I don't think one hundred and fifty thousand covers all the all the uh, the people who were killed in all our wars. I I, so uh, that there's no way that that's what he was thinking. He 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 actually had that number in his head, and he's too much of a moron to think about how ridiculous it is to suggest that half the people in the country have been murdered in the last twelve years.
5: Well, yeah, and it, quite frankly, the, this is one of the problems with the whole gun control uh, movement. Uh, they they pick these numbers evidently out of the air just because they think it's a good idea, or uh, they habitually combine the numbers of homicide victims with suicide victims mm-hmm. with accident victims with people shot in self-defense either by private citizens or police and then they say they're all victims of gun violence and and that creates the impression that we've got a, a violent crime wave uh, going in, in america and when we really don't uh, if you look at the number of people who are actually murdered every year less than twelve thousand and you you stack that up against All the people in the country who own firearms, an estimated 100 to 110 million, and there's like 300 or 400 million firearms in this country, Uh, the number of murder victims amounts to just a tiny speck. It's a fraction of a fraction of all the guns in the country that get misused in any given year. And that's not just me. That's the FBI telling you that.
2: Right. And uh, so they had the, um, the mass demonstrations in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, looking back on it now and seeing what's happened since that massive uh, display, um, what what were the effects of that mass demonstration, and how much good did it actually do?
5: Well, frankly, uh, the good that it did, I think, was to energize gun owners in Virginia. Last year, when they had a chance to vote, and uh, elect members of the General Assembly down there, the vote turnout was about 40%, which I think is just pathetic. You're an American citizen. you got a right and a responsibility to vote. You better use it or you wind up with a situation like they have in Richmond right now. Uh, and another thing that it did, when you got 22,000 armed citizens, Descending on the capital of any given state, and nobody suffers so much of a scratch, that sort of tells you something about average gun owners in this country, too. And it also has mobilized a lot of gun owners all over the United States who are looking at Virginia, and it's like, hey, remember the Alamo? Well, remember Virginia, let's not let that happen here. And uh, even out here in Washington state, where I'm at, uh, where gun owners are typically lethargic. They are organizing like I haven't seen in years to come out and fight gun control proposals in Olympia, Washington, where you know, our capital. So yeah, I think it did have a good effect, and I think uh, in 2021, when Virginians have a chance to vote again on uh, the General Assembly, we're going to see the Assembly flip back to Republican. I just I just believe that.
2: Well, um, you mentioned what the reaction or what the effect was on. Gun owners and around the country But is it possible At all that the politicians In some of these other states Got the message from what happened in Virginia
5: I think so I, I sure hope so uh, I think uh, the people who are now In government who are politicians and Career politicians They've got to come to the understanding That there are like 100 To 110 million people in this country Who own firearms And their rights must be respected and when you're you don't respect their rights they're going to come out and they're going to vote you out of office they're, they're going to come get you and, and make you go to work at mcdonald's or someplace because you you, you can't continually get away with stepping on people's constitutional rights it, it just doesn't work
2: yeah i'm talking about the concept of you mentioned that 110 million people in america own guns and I'm always amazed, as I mentioned before, that, that, that uh, people just don't get. And I'm talking about smart people and people in the media and even politicians that don't don't understand why the Second Amendment exists and it's about you know a, a check on tyranny and the things that you know and everybody uh, in the NRA knows. But I don't think enough kids growing up get it, and I don't think I know that the people in the media don't get it. So. I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, they have issues in Iran where they don't really like the uh, the government there. The people don't seem to be uh, all that happy with their government, and I'm just wondering if the people would grasp how things would change. You know, that uh, you mentioned we have 110 million uh, guns gun owners in America. That's about one third of the people, and that's including women and children. Um. So, uh, and how many guns are there in, in the United States? Is there a well? Know?
5: yeah I've I've heard estimates ranging anywhere from three hundred and fifty to maybe four hundred and twenty five million guns okay. now in private hands in the United States and, you know I, I that's a lot of guns that uh, 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 you know, there's a lot of a lot of wiggle room in there right, but right. we've got a lot of firearms out there
2: well the reason I bring it up is i you know I looked up uh, the population of Iran is eighty one million. So what you, the number you just gave, let's just go with that. Let's just go with 300 million guns, whether, you know, there's the nuances there. But uh, what do you think the difference, what, what, what would happen if in Iran um, they had an airlift and dropped 80 million guns for the people? And not, not for the government people to get or for the military to get, but all of a sudden there were 81 million guns available, which is the population of the country. Uh, for the citizens, if that might change the way the place is governed. Do you think that would have a little bit of an effect on that?
5: Uh, Yeah, probably would result in a civil war that would spill over into the neighboring countries. But I I know where you're going with this, and I I can't really disagree with it. We had a program... Uh, if I recall correctly, uh, years ago, where we would help insurgents, you know, we'd, we'd try to, you know, we'd send uh, military advisors and and, right. and help certain insurgents. We'd arm these people, and then they then they came back and became the Taliban or the Mujahideen or whatever. But right. uh... if if we did that, and the government shifted in Iran. I know that the Washington Post would probably say that the National Rifle Association is delving into the political affairs of another country and it shouldn't be there. Right, so. right,
2: right. <laughs> But I'm just, I, I, my, I guess my point is that people don't understand what kind of a check it is on government when uh, there are as many guns out there and, and the citizens have the right to own them as there are people. Right. And uh, uh, y- 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 the government has to think twice about uh, just... Uh, running overrunning the Constitution or just uh, trying to just take over and become a, a banana republic. It can't happen here because of that.
5: Well, yeah, I, you know, those old dead white guys who are responsible for our Constitution had just gone through a, a horrible, bloody revolution, and, and they, they won and built and gave birth to a country, and it has become the best country on the planet, you know, if it wasn't, why would people be sneaking in here? They'd be sneaking out. And uh, I think that that concept is is lost on way too many people who have had it too comfortably in this country for a very, very long time. You know, my dad was a World War two veteran, mm-hmm. and uh, he died at age fifty wow. uh, because of stuff that happened uh, during the war and afterwards, and and uh, he, he died of a heart attack uh i've talked to other people who were uh, in you know, world war 2 they fought in korea and and you know god bless them all and and uh, bless them for their service but if you don't understand what this country was all about why it was formed uh, you know we have a system of checks and balances we got the judicial we got the executive we got the the uh uh, 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 uh Congress and, and all all the three different branches of government. But there, another check and balance is the Second Amendment. It, it was put there, not because we're afraid of rogue deer coming after us, but because we want to make damn sure that Tyranny does not explode in government and that the people have a right and the ability to protect the, the country that they've got.
2: I've got a minute left and I'm get up against a hard break. I just uh, We have a guest coming on in our next half hour. He's pastor of a black church in Cincinnati. He had 200 women show up at his church for a course on concealed carry. So uh, that should impress you, I think. And, and are women starting to show more interest in defending themselves? i got less than a minute here.
5: Yeah, I actually wrote about that thing at uh, uh, Concerning Fireline yesterday, and I, it's a marvelous idea. And you know, bless that minister for opening up his church for that. And uh, I, th- I think we'll be reading about this more and more. More women are buying guns and getting a hold of firearms uh, to defend themselves, to defend their families, and and I say good on them, you uh, good for them.
2: Well, hey, uh, I really appreciate you being on, uh, Dave Workman, uh, GunMag dot com. Where else can they find you?
5: Well, you can find me at Liberty Park Press, Conservative Firing Line. I write a monthly column in Guns Magazine on Second Amendment Defense. I've got an online column at American Handgunner. And uh, you can find me in uh, occasionally in American Shooting Journal and some other places. Well, so kind of all over the place.
2: Well, we're glad to have you here. Thanks for doing it. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it very much, Dave.
5: It was an honor. Thanks very much for having me. Okay, we'll be right back.
6: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Capitol Hill negotiations on emergency spending to combat the coronavirus are likely to produce a bill that's well above the two and a half billion dollar plan requested by President Trump. The negotiations are proceeding well and are likely to produce legislation in the six to eight billion dollar range. Both the Democratic controlled House and GOP Hill Senate are eager to complete work on the funding in the next two weeks. The President says he'll accept funding well above his. $2.5 billion request. Houston officials say emergency crews rescuing stranded drivers from the roofs of their vehicles. That's after a water main break. Flooded a freeway. Floodwaters submerged vehicles today on an eastern portion of Loop 610 in Houston. On Wall Street, stocks plummeting today over coronavirus worries that alpha 1,191 points, the NASDAQ off 414. This is SRN News.
7: The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management.
3: I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad, I got to a point where I needed some help. So I reached out and contacted Trinity. If
7: you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor.
3: They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together.
7: Trinity will consolidate your account into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
3: And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months.
7: If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496.
3: My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496.
0: Mike Gallagher wants to try to understand Joe Biden.
5: The Democrats are in free fall. They don't know what to do. Biden is calling people lying, dog-faced pony soldiers?
0: You're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. What does that mean? Please, someone. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer.
7: Your local volunteer fire department desperately needs you. Can you direct traffic? Install a smoke alarm, help at fundraisers, then your community could use your help.
0: You don't have to fight fire to be a volunteer. Visit volunteerfirefighteralliance.org.
8: Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaire's, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com. AM 1250
0: and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP
8: Pittsburgh.
0: W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune iHeart, or radio.com. Stuff. In traffic, we've got the answer.
3: We're looking really solid on the Parkway West inbound, seventy nine busy all the way to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On the outbound side, heavy backfill road to Carnegie delays on the Parkway. East, crawling along outbound, full of of the Allies to, to Edgewood Swissvale inbound, Edgewood Swissvale to the tunnel, County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Heavy volume as well on outbound twenty eight Veterans Bridge to Highland Park Bridge. That's the look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250. The answer. Weather.
7: Rather cloudy tonight with a few snow showers. Breezy with a low 19. Mainly cloudy tomorrow with a couple of flurries. Breezy with a high of 31. Tomorrow night, a flurry or two late. Partly to mostly cloudy with a low of 18. Saturday, a morning snow shower. Otherwise cloudy and breezy with a high of 32. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
0: The John Stagerwall show AM 1250 The Answer.
2: In our last segment we talked uh, about Joe Biden's ridiculous statement uh, about the number of Americans murdered by guns in the last 12 years. He said it's 150 million. Uh, and the Democrats approach to the second amendment in general, we talked about. There's a pastor at a church in Cincinnati who seems to be going against the grain a little bit. It's uh, Reverend Damon Lynch the 3rd, he's pastor at one of the largest black churches in the city, and he joins us now. Uh, uh, Reverend, thanks for being here.
4: John, thanks for having me. How, how are you doing?
2: Good, good. So what, uh, what was the class that uh, over 200 signed up for at your church back on? And what's the name of the church? I, I should have mentioned
4: that. Yeah, New Prospect Baptist Church, Cincinnati, uh, Ohio. Uh, I've been there for 30 years as the pastor. Wow. And it was a CCW class, a uh, concealed carry class. And this class was for uh, just women. So we had almost 200 women, predominantly African-American women, who took the class. Uh, I think it took about eight hours. Um, And they all got their CCW. And whose idea was it? My son, my son. This is about the fourth or fifth one we've done. Uh, I have a son who's Damon Lynch the fourth. He's 35 years old, I'm 60. I mean, this was his idea, and he and some friends—they've been putting these on for a couple of years now.
2: So, I'm just—what well, was the, rea- the immediate reaction when somebody said, um, "Let's have a, a, a class on guns at the church"?
4: Uh, no reaction. Again, I've, I've been there 30 years, and they, people trust my, my vision and my leadership. Um, I mean, guns are, are a reality in life, and I think responsible gun ownership. Uh, is important. So, you know, we, we have gun violence that we deal with, uh, but people who are responsible gun owners, uh, hopefully we can live safer lives. So there was no, you know, what I've gotten Well, since the article came out. I mean, I get some emails now people and I can't believe a church is doing this. You're supposed to turn the other cheek and blah, 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 blah. Um, but we don't pay that any attention. Well, what is your answer to that? I mean, I agree with you, but what what well, is your answer? Well, yeah, in- that's, I mean, that's, it, well, it's a ridiculous argument, so this is Black History Month still. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother was killed while being on the piano at church. Uh, four little girls were dynamited in the 16th Street Baptist Church at church. Uh, we know nine people were killed in uh, in Charleston while sitting in church. People have been killed in mosques, in synagogues. Yeah. So we can't pretend like, you know, God is going to protect us just because we're in church or we're Christians. And then my my last argument is this. When Jesus Christ rose from the grave and was about to go back into heaven, he asked his disciples, he said, do you have any weapons? (laughs) And they said, yeah, we have two swords. He said, good. (laughs) He said, that's enough. And so, you you know, for those who want to be, you know, pacifist and turn the other cheek, Jesus people, and I am a Jesus person— Jesus Christ himself, before he went to heaven, asked his disciples, who, who, whom he was about to send out into the world, do you have any weapons? And their answer was yes. And, and he al- said good.
2: And also, speaking of history, the, the attempts to uh, interpret the Second Amendment for convenience sake was uh, something that happened in the South in, a, in an effort to prevent blacks and former slaves from sure. being armed. That was, that's what they tried to do.
4: Sure, it was without a doubt. Um, You know, there was never a time in history where um, people who tried to suppress African-Americans wanted them to have guns, uh, except for now because too often now those who have guns shoot people who look like themselves. Um, So before you wouldn't have given a slave a gun. He was was shot the slave master. Um, But now, you know, we have guns on the streets and people are shooting people who look like them. But so we just train almost 200 African-American women to be responsible gun owners. And I'm not even a gun owner. I don't shoot guns. I don't like guns. I have friends who love guns when I'm around them. And because they, people who have guns always want to show off their gun, Want to see my new gun? I'm like, no. And that's time for me to go. <laughs> so I, I, I have no desire to have, to have, own a gun.
2: That's interesting because I talk about the Second Amendment all the time here and, and look for stories like yours that we're doing right now. I've never mm-hmm. held a loaded gun in my hand, I, and I, I yeah. every, every once in a while I start thinking that maybe I should, based on some of the things yeah. that have been going on. But I, I'm not a uh, by any means what could be accused of being a gun nut who who wants right. to have a gun. I said just, just never never interested in it. Um, but um, were, were you surprised by the number of people who showed up though? Uh, on a, it was a, I guess in back in February, no, uh, February 8th.
4: It, Yeah, it it was a Saturday. No, every class we've had. Has had close to 200 people. Uh, this one was just happened to be just for women, but we've had uh, classes for men and women, uh, all races. Um, so every class we've had has been packed.
2: And and what do you? What's the impression you get from talking to the women after they've? They've taken the lesson, not just immediately after, you know, uh, as they're leaving the church the day of the, of the lesson. I'm talking about right, right. weeks and months later. Are they carrying the right. guns, and are they f- feeling safer because of it?
4: I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know how safe a gun really makes you feel. Again, I'm not a gun owner. I do know when they come in, they come in a little fearful. Uh, most of them have never held a gun, never shot a gun, so they come in with a little trepidation and from what they say when they leave, they feel empowered, but I don't know you know how having a gun makes you feel again I don't drive yeah. around with one don't have one
2: yeah so but uh, w- what's interesting though to me is that um if, uh, the people who make the argument that do you need to disarm people because of all the gun violence right. if you've been right. if you've been conducting these classes there in Cincinnati and we're talking to uh Pastor uh, Damon Lynch III of uh, New Prospect Baptist Church um, in Cincinnati, uh, you've been you've been conducting these classes there and allowing them to be take ta- allowing them to take place at the church. You'd think there'd right. be major gunplay in the streets with women shooting each other. Right. They're all armed. Yeah, Why I, hasn't I, that I, happened?
4: Well, I could, I, know. I can almost guarantee you that the people who go through these classes are not the people out here shooting um, shooting up schools or shooting on the streets. Uh, they become responsible gun owners. They probably will never shoot the gun again unless they go to a target range.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I, mean, I mean, you have police officers who are out there every day with guns, and most of them have never pulled a trigger.
2: Right.
4: So these ladies probably will never shoot again. And if they do, uh, prayerfully, it's in self defense, uh, defending themselves or their kids uh, or their family members.
2: Oh, um, and. Uh, was there a consistent theme that you found and why the women signed up for it?
4: Uh, yeah, they they wanted to feel safe. They wanted to be able to protect themselves. Um, you know, if you don't have, you know, this big, strong male protector with you at all times. Uh, and, 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 yeah, I mean, the, the perception that the streets aren't safe, depending on where a person may live. So I think it's basic, it was basically for protection.
2: And... Um, and why do you think it's a good thing for women to know how to use a gun? And you, especially since you don't own a gun yourself, or do you think right. it's a good idea? Is there, are you just are you just doing it because if you want to make it available for people who do think it's a good idea?
4: I think it's a personal choice mm-hmm. whether I think it's a good idea or not. It's a personal choice. It's the Second Amendment. You have a right to bear arms, and if they choose to, and in order to have a, a concealed weapon, you have to go in Ohio. You have to take this class. Um, Ohio actually is an open carry state. So if you just want to carry a weapon around with you open, you can do it without taking the class. But if you want to put it in your purse or on your person, you have to take this class. So I'm, I'm not saying it's a good idea or a bad idea. I think it's a personal choice, uh, and people are taking advantage of it.
2: And you say you're not a gun guy. So where did they get their guns? And what kind of guns were they showing up with? Anybody showing up with AR-15s?
4: No, no. I, I don't know. I, I think the instructors brought the guns in. I don't think people brought their guns. I don't know if most of these women even own a gun yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guns were available. They were shooting .22s. I do know that. Uh, we have our, our, our church is huge. It's 90,000 square feet, um, which just means it's huge. And so we built a target range actually in the basement of the church <laughs> where they fired the twenty twos. Uh, shell casings everywhere. Um, and that's how they did it.
2: You know, I, I the story, uh, that, that I, where, I think I found it in, um, at BearingArms.com. Um, mm-hmm. that's where it originated. Uh, and you say you've gotten a lot of reaction from people, uh, maybe, uh, admonishing you or criticizing right. you for, for using the church for this. But overall, have you gotten a uh, just a, a really big reaction to this? Have you heard from any other um, pastors, any other people involved in uh, in uh, churches? <laughs> no,
4: no, and no, no, and nor do I expect to. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if you ever come to Cincinnati, come see us. We're 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 quite a we're we're a different kind of church. Um, firmly, you know, in, in the Bible, believe in Jesus, but. We're more of an activist kind of church. Um, So I don't expect other pastors to follow my lead, and that's fine.
2: Um, Well, I see here on this story that it says on the morning of the the permitting class, the church opened its doors for a financial freedom class, a Jewish culture class, and an Mm -hmm. AA meeting and a funeral. That's a busy day. Are you involved in all
4: that stuff? No, I'm not. Yeah. No, thankfully, no. <laughs> but that's, that's every day. We're actually open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are the community center for that part of the city of Cincinnati. And we're actually in what was the old Jewish community center. Uh, that's what our church purchased. We have 22 acres. We have a four-acre campsite, uh, indoor walking track. You name it, we've got it.
2: And so, what, um, how, and do so you, how do you see your role in that neighborhood beyond uh, taking care of the flock? that are the religious aspect of it.
4: Yeah, being having the doors open uh, seven days a week for what we call the village well. Uh, Our role is the village well, and if you've ever traveled outside of the country where wells are important, every morning you see people come to the village well, and that's where you meet and greet. And communities used to have village wells, the, the local school of the village well, when everybody walked to school. The local church parish was the village well when everybody lived in the community. Um, but now we're so mobile, so our church becomes a village well, where you know you're going to. You remember the TV show Cheers? Yeah. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name mm-hmm. and they are always glad you came. Uh, that's what we want our church to be.
2: And and you've been, you've been there thirty years.
4: I've been, I started when I was 30 years old. I'll be 60 in 10 days. Amazing.
2: Yep. Uh, and it's Reverend Damon Lynch III, the pastor at New Prospect Baptist Church. Um, just a, one, a couple, couple quick things here before we go. Uh, as I'm sure you know, Democrats are not known for their love of the Second Amendment, but they've right. been able to count on getting 90% of the black vote. I'm just wondering if you think right. most of the women who showed up uh, for these uh, ex- these these classes will be voting for whoever the Democrats nominate. Is the Second Amendment an issue with them, even?
4: No, Second Amendment is not an issue, really, in the, in the African American community. Not a voting issue, uh, yeah, you mean? It's not a voting issue. Yeah. Most of them will probably vote Democratic. Ninety uh, percent of the black vote will be in the Democratic uh, uh, pocket. I uh, mean, you know, and... People get mad at me, not that I'm saying I'm a Republican or whatever, but if you put no agenda in front of anybody, if you put no agenda, a black agenda in front of Trump or Biden or Bloomberg, you're just going to get what you get. And so the vote is usually taken for granted. So if you turn on the news now, all you're going to hear about is the black vote, the black Mm -hmm. vote. And so every four years we become important. Mm -hmm. Uh, but But in between time, you won't hear that much about the, you know, black vote or whatever. And so too often, you know, we give away this power. Um,
2: yeah, and it's a huge power then, because if, if if the Democratic uh, nominee doesn't get 90 percent of the black vote, he or she's going right. to lose. That's just the way it is. If, right. if Trump gets 15 well, yeah. percent,
4: it's over. Right, right. And that's what hurt Hillary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so but yeah, the majority of the black vote, I'm sure, this time around will will be dumped in the Democratic uh, pot, and you, you see the seven who are up there on stage now. So you don't you, you don't sound too time. thrilled with that, Reverend. Well, it's not. I'm not too thrilled with the whole exercise. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so you know because the 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 sentiment out there now that I hear is anybody but Trump. Mm-hmm. Well. So that means what? Well, I'm stuck with Joe or, or Mike, um, all of whom have had racist, what I believe, be racist policies. So I'm going to exchange one rich white billionaire for another rich white billionaire, and I should be happy. Um, you know, you gave me Clinton; I got a crime bill. <laughs> yeah. now, I and, and trust me, I do vote. I mean, people they my people get super mad. Even my members get mad at me didn't say this stuff, but let's just be real. If we don't have our own agenda to put in front of Donald Trump or to put in front of Mike Bloomberg, we're just going to get whatever, you know, pablum they, they decide to give us because the numbers aren't getting better. in the African-American community as it relates to poverty, uh, the wealth disparity in this country is widening. And, and we just keep giving away a vote.
2: Well, I hey, Reverend- we have to do better. Uh, I'm out of time. Great stuff there. Really interesting story. And uh, you're doing, sounds to me like you're doing a great job down there at the church in Cincinnati. I really appreciate it.
4: I appreciate you. Take care, man.
2: Thanks. That's uh, Reverend Damon Lynch III, New Prospect Baptist Church in Cincinnati. We'll be right back.
1: Jenny got a gun.
2: If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724 884
9: 724-884-1496. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are, With ouroldnumber.com. Visit ouroldnumber.com to learn more and get started today. Ouroldnumber.com.
0: You might wonder why Australians always seem so relaxed. Well, it comes down to sleep. And we can sleep like a koala full of gum leaves. So we've invented a solution to your sleep problems. It's called Pronto Sleep. Pronto Sleep is a two in one solution that helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. Pronto gently opens your nose. To focus breathing so you can relax and fall into the land of nod. And the built in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils all night long for a beaut sleep naturally. Then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Clever, eh? And does it work? Well, in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep. 74% found it helped them stay asleep. You'll find Pronto now at select Walgreens, Amazon, or at ProntoSleep.com. Pronto Sleep is the gift of sleep from Australia.
7: From RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies.
5: Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting and rules for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi,
0: I'm Tom from K11, and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now, socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not a cane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Cane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Cane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Cane 11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges
6: again.
5: Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS. Two two four six eight ten. Text socks.
0: Two two four six eight ten. This is the John steigerwald Show on AM twelve fifty. The answer.
2: The Babylon B is one of my favorite followers on Twitter. Follows on Twitter. They don't follow me. I follow them. Um, they got a great headline today. I think it's actually from yesterday. Uh, the headline is. And it's the Babylon Bee. You can check him out on Twitter. Joe Biden claims he is only human left on Earth not killed by gun violence. <laughs> hey, I love the Babylon Bee. And here's the thing that's coming up here that's uh, pretty interesting to me. Um, the Democrats are, are starting to panic that because they think that Bernie Sanders is actually going to win and become their nominee. And according to a story in the New York Times, it says here, dozens of interviews with Democratic establishment leaders this week show that they're not just worried about Mr. Sanders' candidacy, but are also willing to risk intra-party damage to stop his nomination at the National Convention in July if they get the chance. Since Mr. Sanders' victory in Nevada's caucuses on Saturday, the Times has interviewed 93 party officials, all of them superdelegates, who could have a say on the nominee at the convention and found overwhelming opposition to handing the Vermont senator the nomination if he arrived with the most delegates but fell short of a majority. So this is what the Democrats are doing here. They've made such idiots of themselves over the last few years, uh, focusing on nothing but how much they hate Trump. And they have worked themselves into the situation where they have a complete and total communist lunatic who is about to become their nominee, and the people are choosing him based on the system that's used to choose the nominee, and they are going to say to the people who went to all these primaries, eh, yeah, thanks for coming out. We're not letting you pick who the nominee is. We will tell you who the nominee is. That's where the Democrats are headed right now. Not good for them. And Trump, that's another reason why Trump is going to win in a gigantic landslide. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Stagerwall Show is a production of AM-1250, The Answer, and Sailor Media Group.